Welcome to the Founder to Mentor podcast. My name is Mike Fada. I'm an entrepreneur with multiple nine-figure exits and a passion for health and mentorship. Join me on a journey where I connect with world-class founder mentors to inspire your personal and professional growth. Let's jump into it. Good evening, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fada, and I'm excited tonight, this evening, to, uh, to host Alex Baer, the founder of Genius Juice. Uh, for all of you joining for the first time, welcome. And for those of you returning again, thanks for supporting these uh, founder help sessions. If you are in the audience and you have a question, put your hand up. You can come up on stage to do a quick introduction of yourself, ask your question of, of Alex or I, and we'll, uh, we'll try to answer and, uh, and help you out. Um, and uh, hand raising is on now. Um, but I will get into... Uh, uh, at first, the, the answer to your to your question there uh, on Soul Cuisine, um, uh, as we did take uh, Soul Cuisine uh, public and uh, and were successful first day of trading uh, last Wednesday, and so unfortunately, Drawer didn't come back in the room. But uh, uh, you know, one of the oldest plant based protein companies in Canada, twenty years of history, uh, uh, and uh, um, and we were looking for optionality of growth. The business has grown quite rapidly you know like 75 percent growth over last year and it's a it's a decent size number and uh, and so we thought a capital raise and, and go public process was was right for the business but um you know it's no small feat uh, took uh, about 120 days of a of, of very strong effort and uh, and uh, and we had a world-class team uh, kind of working on it from the bankers and the and the lawyers and accountants and you know it really reminded me of a similar process when we when we sold Mantle Harvest the two times, like it's a, it's a very involved uh, process. And, uh, and now, you know, the business is trading and, and it hasn't been the most friendly first couple of days, but uh, you know, it's uh, I remind the team there that uh, it's not about that. It's not about the daily uh, stock price. It's about uh, continuing to build the, uh, the business. And it, it, uh, it has the dollars in the bank. It has the senior management team. It has a new brand new factory that we built that they can do, you know, four or five times the volume, uh, and it's currently doing right now and uh, and you know kind of business as usual uh, except that uh, that we're a publicly traded entity so you know we have that additional reporting responsibility on uh, uh, but we just did release uh, our, our q2 uh, uh, yesterday and so anyone that's interested you can go online and read all about it every detail of the of the company now so uh, hopefully that answers your uh, your question Alex yeah definitely does yeah congratulations on the uh on the offering, it's huge. Uh, obviously, a great investment by you with you know great people, great company, great product, and uh, you know they're off on their way. I mean, numbers don't lie, right? Sales are going up, products great. Um, is it is it in the U.S. at all? Yeah, Soul Cuisine does it is in the U.S. Yeah, the, it basically sells in Canada and the U.S. Uh, and so you can li- more of a, a limited selection in the U.S. But uh, the business does uh, branded products. Um, uh, private label for for major retail uh, customers of ours, and mm-hmm. then and then food mm-hmm. service, uh, both in store, kind of deli offering food service, and then and then through some uh, th- through some major uh, um, uh, chains, fast casual, and other kind of restaurants. So kind of three different uh, uh, three different revenue channels for uh, for the business and and throughout the U.S. Yeah. Awesome. Well, again, congratulations, and let the owner know. Uh, Jordan, you said uh, uh, drawer, big, big drawer. congrats. Drawer, drawer, yeah, drawer. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Let him know. Big, big congrats as well. well. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna hear this in some snippet of it. Uh, uh, there you uh, go. The live podcast. So I will uh, I will do that. Um, Eve, uh, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Do you want to uh, 
quick intro of yourself and you have a, you have a question for Alex? Yeah. Um, so I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I am in the health and fitness nutrition field. Um, I developed, a, a few products, but, um, I tried to like find something that I know that that's not really on the market. And I came up with the formula for, uh, protein bars that, um, I actually built one of my first clients that I had, um, was dealing with, with a lot of uh, digestive issues and I developed, uh, the protein bars for her. And after that, like kind of like took off, but now I'm in the process of, um, developing it. And, um, I spoke with the warehouse and like, they wanted me to add ingredients to it. If I wanted to put it in a bar form and I didn't want to, because I didn't want to ruin the quality of it. Cause I'm very not into like adding like any natural flavors or artificial ingredients and things like that. So I kind of turned the formula into a powder form and I've been trying to compare it to a lot of other bars on the market. And there's, really, really big difference in how I see it. It's really plain, simple ingredients, five, six ingredients. Um, and then people would add like two or three ingredients to it to make it into a protein bar form. Um, I think my question is more so what do you think is the most important thing in terms of, uh, the marketing on the products, um, labeling or packaging, what are like your best What's your best advice on in terms of that? Yeah, um, thanks, Eve, for the for the question, and uh, yeah, congrats on getting this off the ground with your uh, with your venture. And I'm a big, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm a really, really, really big fan of uh, of protein. Obviously, like vegan protein or pea protein, and we just came out with a protein line, or you know, a, a protein smoothie line, uh, which we're continually improving. So, but as far as um, labeling, I mean, I can only go off of, honestly, the best feedback I get is not what a branding agency tells me. It's not what, um, honestly, other entrepreneurs tell me. It's what I hear from customers. And uh, I, I've, as you probably may have seen on my, my journey on LinkedIn, is I, I visited probably over 450 stores between our launch and Target, uh, Publix, and also Costco um, in the last year, year and a half. And this was during COVID, by the way, when I was traveling. <laughs> so it was kind of nutty, but I did it anyway. And so, yeah, like I just, the things that I heard, at least in the beverage industry, I can't say in the plant-based, you know, the protein powder industry, but I think it kind of aligns, it kind of crosses over anyway to any industry. Less ingredients, you know, like a certain number of ingredients that's in the product. And you can put that on the front, like only five ingredients, only four ingredients, only six, whatever it is. And then also, um, like, you know, no added sugars is really, really, really important. Um, I've been co-demoing with the Costco reps because there's no sampling. So I'm like, we can't just have people there trying to sell when they're really, you know, should be giving out samples. They don't know how to sell correctly. So I went there to a lot of Costco demos in the last five months, probably over 40 of them or 50 of them. The number one question that people asked was, is there added sugar? That was number one. 
Number two, they would ask, like, what are the ingredients, what's in it? Um, so those are two big hot topic areas that I would go after. I would also tell people what your source of protein is. Um, is your protein, um, is it, is it, it sounds like this is a vegan base. There's no, there's no animal products in it, Eve. Yeah, it's pea protein based. Okay. Uh, pea protein's tough, by the way, just letting you know, it's very, uh, uh grainy. <laughs> Mike and I were talking about this. I, I mean, it's a powder, but it's not as water soluble. So you may want to, you know, uh, look at not, not, you know, you don't have to go away from pea protein, but you can also blend it with like sunflower protein or hemp protein. It's going to be more water soluble and smoother when people blend it in their smoothies or put it in their water. So just something from a formulaic standpoint, I wanted to share. Um, but also saying that it's dairy free, um, vegan certified, you know, organic, hopefully your product's organic or it can be organic. I know cost is higher. Uh, people love the USDA organic symbol. So USDA organic, I would say no added sugars, how many ingredients are in it, USDA organic. You got to remember that not everyone is going to be paleo. Not everyone's going to be vegans. You got to really find statements on the front that could be a catch-all between natural and mass market and conventional um, in really simple terms that anyone can understand, right? Um, someone in Costco is not going to understand MCTs. Um, you know, some won't, some will, I should say. But um, everyone understands organic. Everyone understands simple ingredients. Everyone understands no added sugar. So I would, I would just keep it to the simple, kind of the simple uh, baseline uh, benefits that, you know, most of America is looking for right now. All right. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I I agree with Alex. I think I would just add on. I mean, you're you're you're, you're creating a new category, um, and there's some others doing it, but it's still really new for people to be able to make their own protein bar at home by buying your your uh, pouch and then adding their their sweeteners or adding their their other ingredients of of, of choice. And so, um, I think I think you got to really simplify like what people do with the product when they get home, and maybe that's you know not front of the package. I think Alex talked about some of the some of the key items and key terms that will catch people's uh, catch consumers attention. But, um, um, we actually played around. We had a, a hemp, um, granola bar mix that we did a test with Costco way back. And it was, it was similar. It was, a uh, you just add your, uh, add your sweetener and nut butter, uh, to it. And, and we use some, uh, infographics on the back to show people like how to, how to knead it, how to put it in the pan and stuff. And, uh, cause if, if people aren't used to doing that, you need to teach them. Uh, and so the marketing is really uh, education and you got to do that education in, in easy sound bites or, or easy graphics. So people understand. Yep. Thank you. Hopefully that's helpful for you. Yes, I was thinking about all those things that you said already. So, thank you so much. Yeah, you're and there's a there, there's a brand called uh, Creation Nation. That's that I, I I actually misunderstood your product when you first explained it to me. I thought you pivoted from a protein bar to a protein powder, but now I I, I better understand it. Um, Creation Nation, a friend of mine who created it, like uh, she does a really good job on the front packaging, explaining like you know, what do you add it to and like, how does it work? And it shows infographics. So that could be a good resource to check out. What's it called? Creation Nation? Uh, Creation Nation. Okay. I'll check it out. Thank you. You got it. Good luck. Thanks, Eve. You're welcome. Thanks, Eve. 
Um, just a quick, uh, quick reset. Uh, my name is Mike Fada. This is Natural Product Founders Helping Founders. I have Alex Bear with me from Genius Juice for another 17 minutes. So if there's any questions, uh, if you have a question, put your hand up, come up on stage, introduce yourself, and you can ask a question of Alex or I. Um, and we do have a hard stop at the top of the hour. And, uh, and if we don't have any uh, questions, then we may uh, cut out a little bit earlier. Um, one of your friends coming up to uh, say hi and maybe ask a question of you, Alex. Hey, Erica. Erica. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good. How are you, Erica? Great. I'm good. Um, yeah, so my name is Erica. I'm the founder of Brodo, which is a protein-infused, better-for-you edible cookie dough based out of Canada. And I know we kind of talked about this earlier, Alex, but I wanted you to go more in depth um, in terms of like scaling your formula. So making a five kilogram batch is a lot different than a 500 kilogram batch. So I was wondering what your process was like scaling it and how long it took you to do it. Definitely. I had to think for a second on kilogram uh, and convert it over to pounds for US. Right. <laughs> I remember you're in Canada, so it's all by kilograms up there. Um, and the re- so, yeah. and, and the rest of the world, Alex, and uh, and the rest and, of the and, world. And the U.S. U.S. almost made it to uh, to the metric conversion, but pulled out. So, but, so. I know. Or so uh, we're very. Uh, we can be snooty about our own measurement system. I definitely admit to that. Uh, <laughs> so um, and it doesn't make sense, honestly. Kilograms. It, that's a much much easier system. So uh, we make it harder. So um, as far as scaling up, I mean that is something that has been kind of the bane of. A lot of problems and a lot of challenges uh, with formulas. Um, first step I recommend is to have a great, uh, you know, I think you're, you're asking, let me just make sure I understand your question. You're asking quality and consistency and taste and texture when you scale up the batches. Is that what you're asking, Erica? Yeah, exactly. Just keeping all of that as you scale the, the recipe. Okay. The first thing is having a great formulator. You know, um, we, we, we have the formulator Ocean Blue Innovation. Um, they're in Simi Valley, California. They're amazing. So uh, tell Marty that I sent you if you decide to go to them. Um, they've done a lot of great brands, and uh, not only ours, but like Vive and other guys. And um, they, they just did a great job on, they know, you want to get a formulator that knows the manufacturing side really, really well with like a co-man or co-manufacturer. So they know that even though you're making this, you know, in, in a, in a uh, you know, in a controlled environment, in a lab, right, um, just formulating it, how will it actually turn out once you go big scale? Um, a lot of things do change in big scale. A lot of flavors come out stronger. A lot of flavors come out weaker. It's really tough. Um, you know, uh, protein, right? Mike and I have talked about this, like, offline you know that protein's really really tough when you start scaling up so um it's really important that you have a formulator or someone on your team that really deeply understands and been there done that scaling up formulas and making sure that they're they're consistent across the board um i'm not an expert in formulation but essentially my formulators i would tell them hey this batch we're doing we're going to do 5000 gallons or 7000 gallons so what do we need to do to the formula to compensate for the fact that we're doing much larger batches? And if you have the right team that has been there, has worked with that co-manufacturer, has worked with the processing technology, whether it's retort or pasteurization or HPP or whatever it is, they know the results 
um, or con- you know what happens when you scale up and how that changes your formula. Um, but I guess an, an, an easy answer for you, Erica, it's it's really hard, and I don't think it's ever going to be. Maybe someone will disagree with me. It will never be exactly the way you do it in very, very, very small batches, especially if you're jumping to larger co-manufacturers. But you can at least bring the right team on board that will hone it in enough to where the average consumer will not know the difference. So if you scale up month over month or year over year, that consumer that's been you know, buying your product right for two years, um, like since the beginning, uh, even when you scale up, they're not going to tell a big difference. And they're still going to be lifelong fans of your product. So anyway, so it kind of I digress a little bit, but basically getting the right team, a consultant or some operations person or, or manufacturing professional or, or specialist that knows what happens when you scale up and what you need to do when you scale up to make sure your formula is uh, is consistent. Thank you, Alex. Really helpful. Really appreciate it. Got it, Mike. Anything else to add on? Because you you scaled up. No, and I think you have you, you have you have it right there. It's not it's not easy. That's where you know you have to understand: is it possible by the pieces of and, and it's different, right? In beverage, it's it, it'll be different than uh, than your uh, needed and, and dough kind of product, uh, Erica. But uh, you, you got to start with uh, with the manufacturer and the co man and the technology you're going to use, and and the, and then have a formulator to to tweak it, and hopefully you can make it better uh in a number of cases mouthfeel or texture or flavor um and not lose anything from uh, from your small batch process uh, should be your target and, and i think you know test it through uh, organoleptic tests uh, on the taste and texture and smell and, and do some consumer research and trials around it just to make sure that you've nailed it uh, through the uh, transition thank you thank you thank you you're welcome you got it i'll yeah. see you on friday vibes erica oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming up jan Welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Hi, Alex. Hey, Jan. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, so my question was, oh, by the way, my name is Janessa Adiyami. I'm the owner of Yami Cosmetics and Julu Juice Bar. Just a quick little backstory of why I started Julu Juice Bar. Um, So when I was in college, um, I was always late to class because I was making my little smoothies and my juices. And I was like, there has to be a way to, you know, drink smoothies while I'm on the go and, um, you know, juices. So I was doing a lot of thinking and brainstorming. And I came up with Julo Juice Bar, which is actually going to be an online juice bar. And I also have a portable juice blender where you can, uh, which will also be sold with um, my juice powder so you can make um, your smoothies, your juices, and also some cocktails in there, iced coffees, and just blend it up and take it with you or you're going to go to the airport, to school, to work, and it's so convenient. And you just charge it for four hours, and that four hours goes up to, you can get 15 blends out of those, um, out of that four-hour charge. Um, So... My question was, um, I wish I had a mentor before I started, honestly, because all the advice that you guys are giving is so amazing. Um, So I'm definitely seeing some things, okay, that I'm thinking about I should have done or the steps I should have took. But my question is, um, when you were talking about, um, Alex, how you guys are in Costco and different retailers, I came across this platform called Range Me. 
Um, I want to know if that was how you got discovered by most of these retailers or do you use that platform? I'm just curious how to eventually along the line, how, if I wanted to get my products in those stores would be the best way to go because I was unsure of how to do that. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, uh, yeah, congrats with your venture with the juice company and also the, uh, the cosmetics. Yeah. So, um, Range Me is probably going to kill me after they after they hear this recording. But I I'm a <laughs> I I'm just I'm a huge fan of just going directly to the buyers. Oh, okay. You know, and building mm-hmm. that relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing beats like I don't like working. Even they're not a Range Me is not a broker, but they're a online uh, for those that don't know an online platform to connect with buyers. Um, every little bit helps, right? To open mm-hmm. the door. So like if you put, you know, it's definitely worth putting yourself on there under a free service. I don't really ever pay for their thousand dollar a year or whatever that is service because I, I don't think it was it's honestly very helpful. Um, yeah. Personal opinion. Um, other brands have, have gotten <laughs> a lot more benefit from it than me, probably. But I'm a big fan of just getting to the buyer However, you need to, whether it's by LinkedIn, whether it's by uh, Range Me, just to open the door so they know who you are. But then I love to kind of remove that process and just work directly with them, get their phone number, get their email and start a relationship with them. And uh, end of the day, you know, you know, you want to add value to their set, you know, you want to add value to their set, like their juice set or cosmetic set. And so um, so the best thing is just build a relationship, find out what they need, uh, what trending categories are looking for. I like to ask a lot of questions in my buyer meetings versus just show up and throw up, you know, just talking about my product. Um, and that's really where the magic happens, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. when, when the buyer feels like they're being listened to and they're not being pitched to or sold to, and you're really authentically wanting to create value in their set and offer something that has never been done before, offer something different that's, that their consumers will find ex- really great value in. That's, that's where the magic happens in the buyer meetings <clears throat> and where you really form a really strong relationship with them. So um, I like reaching out directly. Um, you know, I will do handwritten notes to them, which is kind of fallen uh, off the face of the earth. No one does handwritten notes that much anymore except midday squares it seems <laughs> with their notes when you get their squares shout out to jake but um yeah i really like that method and i would recommend that range me again is a great way to get the door open but i personally would not pay for their service um but if i can get the attention of a buyer and so they'll reach out to me or i can get a meeting with them then um why not it's, it's good to use them yeah, I'll just I'll just add on there, Jan, a couple things. One, you know, it's it's always easiest when you're close to home. Uh, you know, the space that Alex is in and Genius Juice is in, it's you know, he's four, five, six, seven years in the business, right? Uh and and, and you need to start. And and it's always easiest in your hometown, uh, if you live in a city uh that has natural food stores or, you know, you can actually go up and talk to the buyer and as soon as you can get the listing in, in one store or a couple of stores, you prove success there. And then when you prove success, then you have a, a selling story that you could take to to other buyers. And so um, it'll never be easier than than right literally right in your backyard. Um, but the other thought and just for you and uh, and, and I can't believe it hasn't come up yet uh, today, but um, um, 
Greg Fleischman, Greg in the green in the uh, in the second uh, row there, and I uh, put together a, a toolbox, a startup toolbox for founders. So if you haven't uh, accessed it, maybe you have from one of the other Clubhouse sessions, but anyone in the audience, uh, you can go into my bio or Greg's bio and uh, and uh, uh, email or text, and you get a, a free uh, access to the Dropbox file. And it has an, a, a number of forms and templates and, and kind of planning documents and and other things that would be helpful. Uh, the other thing to consider maybe for you and where you're at in the stage of your journey uh, is, an, is an incubator or an accelerator um, that can just help you kind of um, frame up your offering and, and your go-to-market strategy uh, before you start that, before you start down the line of, uh, of pitching to too many retailers, just so you, you know, that it comes, you know, what Greg and I have tried to produce is a mentor in a box uh, and, uh, and the accelerator incubators, you, you actually get some time with, uh, with, industry, uh, with industry mentors there too. Yeah, great program. Love it, Mike. Thank you so much, um, You're very Mike and Alex. Um, Mike, where did you say there's a link in your your yeah, bio? Yeah, in in my bio, you could either send uh, you could send a, the the word toolbox. You could text it, or you can send an email to toolbox at fatafleischman dot com, and and it'll automatically send you the Dropbox uh, link. I just want to be really conscious of uh, of time because okay. we got we got we got one more, and Anthony's always like you know short and and, uh, and direct with his uh, his words and his question but uh, I did uh, promise Alex that uh, that we would uh, uh, have a hard stop here because he's uh, he's he's uh, uh, with the factory with the team making uh, making great genius juice products so Anthony how are you today I'm doing great Mike uh, and thank you for hosting such a phenomenal room and um, wow Alex uh, some really great success I just took a look at your republic uh, co listing. Uh-huh. And Shark Tank, the branding is is really stunning. My question for you is, um, so you mentioned some distribution channels and you mentioned Target. And I just Googled Genius Juice and um, I do see Target's actually buying an ad, which is a shop, Google shopping ad for your brand name. So my question for you is, have you tested any retail media? And do you find, do you, do you have more direct to consumer on the roadmap? And um, how do you go about, thinking about what are you not protecting are you not running ads for your brand do you want the sales to go through those channels does that help you negotiate deals yeah uh it's an interesting question i've never gotten it before so um but yeah thanks thank nonetheless yeah thank you for the question um you know, with uh, it's really funny the most most of the advertisements and promotions we do are typically like in-store in front of someone's face, yellow tag, you know, buy one, get one free. I, I am not, you know, to be honest, super knowledgeable, on like uh, e-tailer or like, you know, retailer ads that are kind of piped through online. I know with Target, there's a program, I can't remember the name of it, but they signed us on for it. And, um, and they basically will advertise our brand on there. Um, I have not seen it yet, so that's that's. I'm glad it's finally live. Yeah, I just found out through you that it's live. Um, but I'm a I'm a bigger fan. I know it's a little little bit off topic. I'm a bigger fan of like inst, like Instacart. Um, Instacart has been really successful for us because part of what uh, can be good or not good, kind of double edged sword with online advertising, is you get a lot of impressions. Right, if you do banner ads or through retailers where they advertise it on their website, but you're not necessarily going to get, you're not going to get a lot of sell through, right? Like getting an ad out to people and impressions is totally different, a totally different metric 
and not as useful, not as good as getting sell through. Uh, what I love about Instacart, and for those that don't know, Instacart has <clears throat> their own program where you can advertise uh, through Instacart and you pay on keyword. So you have full control over it. You can log in. You know, for us, we do like keywords for coconut, coconut smoothie, coconut water, you know, plant-based, uh, vegan, you know, smoothie by itself, you know, uh, you know, kosher. We do, we do a lot of keywords. And you can actually see your return on ad spend, or they call it ROAS. And our average return is like probably over 9x on Instacart. So it's a really great way. So I, I don't know, it's not, a, it's not answering your question directly, Anthony, but um, doing it through Instacart or Amazon keyword, where you have more control on your ads and you can actually log in and control what you're spending money on is a really, I'm a big advocate of that because you can analyze the data and then adjust it so that you're getting better return on your spend. Um, and then there's other programs that, you know, Costco has, Target has, you know, they have, you know, newsletter stuff or coupon mailers. But again, I feel that the biggest, the biggest bump that we ever got was from like an Instacart or an Amazon keyword search. So I hope that, I hope that helps. Oh, that's phenomenal, Alex. Thank you so much. I, I spoke with um, Kenshu and Citrus Ads today, and uh, Target has an agency product called Roundell where you can advertise through them. But um, those two platforms I just mentioned, and I, I don't want to say it again because it's recorded room. I don't want to advertise, but no, I got um, I actually got I got I got to cut you off, Anthony. Not because of that, but I, I did make a promise to Alex, and I know that he's busy, and I'm already one minute past it, and I and I uh, I need a couple minutes to to wrap up. So. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, okay, I, I you're appreciate Alex. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. Um, well, Alex, uh, um, thank you. Um, value your uh, value your time. Know you're busy, and so thanks for uh, thanks for coming out and helping some founders. We did have a, a lineup that t- it sometimes takes a while, and I, I told you that uh, sometimes we'll, these rooms will go on. I mean, the first one we did with midday squares, it was three and a half hours of uh, oh my god of, ha- of helping uh, founders because they keep on coming up and have have questions. So. Um, and any, uh, I have a couple announcements, but any, any, uh, any final words? Did you have any, uh, anything else you wanted to share before we uh, start wrapping up? Oh, uh, um, you know, um, and thanks for honoring the time and, uh, I can definitely, I'll go, you know, a minute or two over, no problem. Um, so, um, I'm actually, uh, waiting. I got one or two minutes before my Tesla's done charging as well. Um, so I'm actually sitting near our facility charging it. So I figured I, I hit two birds in one stone. Um, so go Tesla, but, um, that's a shameless plug, but I would say that if anyone wants to reach out to me, uh, definitely just email me, um, alex at geniusjuice.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I'm happy to help in any way, uh, any advice and your entrepreneurial journey. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in helping others and, you know, whether it comes back right away or not, I just love helping others where they can, because I was once in that place where I was much smaller and just starting my business and looking for help and mentors. So definitely reach out Alex at geniusjuice.com. And then, uh, Mike, uh, just a big thank you to what you do, man. I mean, between the uh, toolkit you have with you and, uh, you and Greg Fleischman and having these weekly, you know, uh, clubhouse meetings to help other entrepreneurs and your inspiring posts on LinkedIn. Thanks for what you're doing, brother. I really, from the heart, you're doing great things, helping others. So thank you for that. I oh, appreciate it, man. And uh, hey, I feel like I'm just getting started. And uh, uh, a couple things. And, and yeah, thanks for shouting out the toolbox again. Uh, um, it's a um, 
Greg and I were talking and I think, and we've, we've already for the last couple of weeks th- thought, Hey, maybe we're going to start having clubhouse sessions to walk people through the toolbox and some of the forms and templates. Cause we have had requests from uh, CPG natural product founders on like how to use some of the tools in there. And so um, uh, I think it will be, we, we thought we'd test it maybe uh, on this show slot uh, next week once and then, and then see if it uh, becomes a regular, uh, regular event for a bit. Uh, and so uh, that will go out on, uh, on social. People could look, uh, look forward to that. Uh, I did, I would want to also, uh, you know, since we're in the venture park club, uh, if you're not already following the club, please, uh, please do. Um, we do hold a, a room on Thursday, which is the, uh, Started out as a Dragon's Den pitch room, uh, um, and this week it will be the uh, after the after the golden ticket with some of the uh, finalists there and, and getting to know a little bit more of their business. Uh, uh, so uh, that will be a good one to uh, to check out if you uh, if you haven't already. Um, and then uh, just because a, a couple of good friends are in the audience with a new show tonight, uh, Jonathan and Paris under the Founder Streams Club are. Uh, starting to interview some of the top voices in uh, on Clubhouse, and uh, and they're interviewing Wolf Lion, and I think it's it's in an hour from now. Uh, and so, if you don't, I think you can get it uh, from Jonathan, the purple purple unicorn in the second row. Uh, his bio to uh, to to get uh, the details on the uh, on the event. So, I want to bring that to everyone's uh, attention. Um, and again, Alex, I uh, appreciate your uh, appreciate your time. Um, we're going to be uh, also maybe doing some uh, some. Uh, natural product founders founders fest uh so we can uh, so we can really uh, uh get uh, um get the juices flowing for helping people out and i'd love to have you back and uh, and 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 featured there as well so i'll follow up with you on that um good luck on uh, on your uh, manufacturing runs uh love the new uh, love the new products and uh, thanks for the sneak peek on that and uh, have a great uh, great rest of your day Absolutely. I thank you again for having me on and uh, thanks everyone for great questions and for attending and everyone take care. Be safe. Thank you for listening to the Founder to Mentor podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out the links and resources in the show notes. You can help the show please by subscribing and leaving a positive review. As always, feel free to get in touch with me on social at Mike Fada. That's it for now. See you next time.